0: Hi, I'm Yvonne Prenn with Effective Church Communications, and today I'm going to talk about a very interesting topic, the loss of comprehension of cursive. That means that people are no longer able to read handwritten writing that many of us grew up doing in our penmanship classes and all that kind of thing, but also it means that they have trouble reading the script fonts that we use in church communications. This is actually a really big deal, and I'm going to talk about how it came about and what to do about it in our podcast today. This whole idea of the loss of cursive is very important for you to understand before you do any more outreach, advertising, encouragements, communications creation of any kind, if you want the maximum number of people in your church and community to be able to read them. Now the reason for my really urgent message here is the realization that many people today cannot read cursive, and that includes all the wonderful script fonts and typefaces we like to use so much in our designs for church communications. That also includes a group of templates that I had ready to send out to you for fall communications. But in between preparing a number of them and getting them ready to send out to you, I did a good bit of research on just various things on legibility and I ran across All of this information on how people are having trouble reading cursive. Now, I knew that was a situation. I knew that was reality because a personal thing happened a number of months ago where I a a young person, she's about, well, she's 12, turning 13, her birthday came up and I got her a card and you know a gift card and all that because you never know what kids want today but um, I got her this card and I I took quite a bit of time writing out what I thought was a very meaningful message now fortunately I happened to be with her when I gave it to her because she opened up the card she saw the gift card she was of course very excited about that but then when she looked at the side of the card where my message was written she got this very blank look in her fa- on her face and she just turned to me and said i'm sorry i can't read it and i had read that a number of people couldn't read cursive anymore. I talked about it with some people but it really hit me then that yes this is the situation today. So I did a little bit more research on it. I wrote up a blog post on it that I'm going to go over with you now because this condenses my research and some tips on what you can do in this new situation. This is not a happy communication for me to give out to you. I don't like change any more than the average person and to have to change something as basic and natural to me anyway as writing cursive and using the wonderful script fonts and communication design just seems like a bit much to deal with. Now when I'm grumpy like this I remind myself that the communications that I do they aren't about me but they're about a world that needs Jesus and nothing should be too much to do too little or too big if it can help us reach them so I slap myself ask for forgiveness and do something like this to let all of you know about it. Now first I'm going to give you a little bit of information on how I became aware of this loss of ability to read cursive and then I'm going to give you some very practical steps on what to do about it. Now on the website I have a link to a short Canva tutorial and I will be doing several more to help you learn how to really apply this in your outreach. We have so many tools today it's really not hard to make the change. It's of a mental change for many of us, but I have some very practical ways that you can do it. Now let me share a little bit more on how I became aware of the challenge of people not being able to read cursive. I read, first of all, I read an excellent article in The Atlantic about a former president of Harvard University who was really lamenting her experience of teaching a history class, and she realized that in that particular class most of her students could not read a facsimile copy of the U.S. Constitution because they could no longer read cursive. She had a very calm and measured discussion of this and she noted that in reading historical documents today, even if they might be in the same language that her students spoke, it would be like deciphering Egyptian hieroglyphics to them. They absolutely couldn't read it. She also talked about writing a note to her students, similar to my experience with the birthday card, and how the student just wasn't able to read it. Now, after reading that article, I did a little more research, and I'm going to share three more comments. The first one One is from a blog for teachers, the second one's from the Washington Post, and the third one is from an online discussion of people who could and couldn't read cursive. The first comment, this is what the person said, Today, more and more children and adults with and without disabilities cannot read cursive handwriting, even if it is perfectly formed. In the USA, Canada and India, for instance, non-readers of cursive include most people born after 1985. In other words, most people 35 and under. However, the, non, the cursive non-reader population also includes many adults above age 35. Most, but not all, of the older group are people with neurological disabilities or other differences affecting language skills and or visual perception. These cases occur at all educational, and socioeconomic levels. Now that is from a site, again, for teachers. The second comment, and I quote, this is from the Washington Post, For many students, cursive is becoming as foreign as ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. In college lecture halls, more students take notes on laptops and tablet computers than with pens and notepads. Responding to handwritten letters from grandparents in cursive is no longer necessary, as they too Learn how to use email, Facebook, and Skype. And then the third comment comes from a person—an online discussion uh, where people who people could and couldn't read cursive. And this is what one person said. I really struggle to read cursive, even though I was taught to write it, mainly because I suffer from dyslexia. In fact, I also find it hard to read serif typefaces, such as the classic Times New Roman. I much prefer sans-serif typefaces. When I was using Windows, my default was Gothic... Century Gothic. Although now I've moved over to Mac OS, I tend to go with Helvetica. So, you can see I, I intentionally selected and I did a lot of research from very different sources, but the consensus is that cursive is no longer something we could count on people being able to read. Now, just because that's the situation, that doesn't mean that there aren't just huge arguments and, uh, you know, just all sorts of websites and blogs and all this Uh, The debates continue to rage about the viability of cursive and how we have to bring it back, and here are some ways that you could teach your children to read cursive because they just have to learn to do this, and, you know, we need to stay out of that. This is my opinion. What's done is done. What's happened is happened. And I, I go back to the situation and also to the words of the Apostle Paul who said that we need to be all things to all people that we might win some. And what this said to me, even though, you know, in my heart of hearts, I don't like it. I like cursive. I like script fonts. Um, I like being able to combine them in designs. But... If I want everyone to read the messages that I put out, I kind of have to say to myself, Yvonne, just get over it. So I thought, let's just be positive. Let's look at new things that we can do. And there are two main areas that I think are important for us to consider in how we might change things as church communicators. The first one is how we use handwritten notes in ministry communications. And then The second was, is the use of cursive-type fonts in our church communication. Well, first of all, what to do about handwritten notes. (laughs) Now, this is such a total change from what people said to do in the past, where one of the most time-honored responses to visitors, to people who are ill, to those we want to acknowledge for some special thing that they did or whatever, the very best thing that we were told that you or your senior pastor or whoever could do was write them a handwritten note. Today they're saying don't do it, (laughs) especially if it's in the group of people that are under 35. That wouldn't, for many of them, they wouldn't even be able to read it. And in some ways it would almost be insulting because it would be one more instance of how older members of the church just are tone deaf to how some younger people like to communicate again I know even just saying these things some of you might be going you know or some of you might be going well yeah of course that's how it is but regardless we need to create communications that communicate to everyone so what do you do instead of a written a handwritten note send a text or an email, or both. Um, Either of these ways of communicating will be comprehended much better than a cursive handwritten note. Now, short, time-sensitive messages work best as text messages. If you want to give more information or link to a website, give directions, additional information, whatever, Email works better on that, if it's something that's longer. Now, for postcards, and things that in the past, maybe that you sent out, but you added a handwritten note, you don't really need to do that anymore. Send out postcards. Postcards actually are booming, and I have some other um, articles on the website showing how some current studies are just showing that postcards are just an incredibly effective way to communicate, but you want to skip the handwritten note and you also don't want to have where you, uh, in the past sometimes churches on the message side used a script font. You don't want to do that. Now I did do a video, a Canva tutorial and you could apply that to other things if you use something other than Canva, showing you how to change what you may have done in the past. But what I basically recommend is that you print out your message, you have your your decorative say front of the postcard, then on the back side you print out your message in a sans serif font, then you sign it, but below your signature also put, spell out your name and title, in a sans serif font so people know exactly who it's from. This is just a new way of doing things that we're going to get used to and um, once again the whole thing to focus on is how can we most effectively communicate with people who need to come to know Jesus and grow in their faith. Now a last little word on this. This whole idea of making our type very simple really isn't anything new. Type was never intended to draw attention to itself. Now we have gotten so spoiled by all of the wonderful ta- typefaces and fonts that we have accessible and they've really become a design element. But the basic purpose of type is to communicate a message and you should never be able to see the type. It's the message that should always come through. I do have a book on typography on the Effective ch- Church Communications Library. Please go to the Effective Church Communications website for information about this and a link to that. But I just challenge you now to be open to a new way of doing things, to be all things to all people, that we might win some, and no matter what typeface we use, that people come to know Jesus and grow in the faith. May the Lord bless you. May he give you joy and strength as you serve him today in church communications.